Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to the uh, the show. Please come inside. The number is 800-922-6680. How was your weekend? I hope it was great. Mine was good. I, I did a lot of honeydew projects. Yeah, one of the uh, the projects that take the longest, let me just ask you that question. I was going to post this on Twitter. I'll just ask you. What are the projects that take the longest to complete in the average household? I'm just talking about couples who live together, married, whatever. Uh, what are the projects that take the longest to complete? Are they the big projects or are they little projects? It's the little projects because those are the ones that, well, at least in my household, you know, HGTV, they should call HGTV the uh, uh, woman tells a man what to do and the guy does it channel. That's what they ought to call it. Because literally every show is about the woman in the relationship uh, or the partner in the relationship, whatever, anyway, uh, telling the other one to do stuff. And and then that guy does it. And then when he screws it up, she comes back and says, well, you got to change everything. Well, that's the way it is in real life. All right? That's the way it is in real life. So this weekend, I just I just needed to hang a little uh, uh, cord, uh, extension cord coil from the garage ceiling and hang some stupid gates for the under the deck in the backyard. And I've been putting those off for months. I finally got them done this weekend. And it was like, eh. So I, mean, I did that this weekend. And uh, I didn't get a chance to see the Jim Caviezel movie, although I've got a lot of news on the movie. Uh, and how it's just beating uh, the Indiana Jones movie. The Indiana Jones movie is going nowhere like Chris Christie's campaign. I mean, just you know, just remove it. It's over. It's don't even bother. It's it's done. It's cooked. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, uh, but Jim Caviezel, that uh, new movie about child sex trafficking, is uh, is rocking. And uh, there's some interesting things that the mainstream media is ripping on it, and they're saying that it's some sort of QAnon-funded whatever the hell it is. I don't even know why. Because uh, CBS, at literally 60 Minutes in 2014, did an article on the story, on the actual story, uh, and, and the rescue of children that is featured in the movie. They did it, and they celebrated in 2014, but now that it's beating every liberal offering that Hollywood has right now, and now that people are saying, screw Bud Light and screw Target, and now they're going to see Jim Caviezel to the tune of $40 million opening, opening weekend, now they're going after that. And it's, it's losing because we're winning. Good is winning. The word is getting out. We don't like the way the country is going. We don't like the way the culture is going. We're sick and damn tired of it. And we're taking it back. 
and we're done with it. This is Chuck Todd yesterday. Now, now realize that all of the mainstream media is saying that uh, Joe Biden is neck and neck with whatever candidate. Donald Trump is now beating Joe Biden in the battleground states by one or two points, okay? And then you hear from other people, they say, well, Donald Trump doesn't have a chance. Donald Trump, would, you know, he may win the Republican, but he ain't going to win the rear beer. And then you hear this from Chuck Chott, and you realize how full of crap they are because nobody wants Joe Biden to be the president again. The American public is not feeling it. Just 34% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy in a recent AP poll that was released at the end of June. And only 20% of voters believe the nation is on the right track. Though voters have not felt good about 20% of voters think the country's on the wrong track. Now I want you to listen to this and then listen to how Chuck Todd responds to it because it's absurd. June. And only 20% of voters believe the nation is on the right track. Though voters have not felt good about the direction of the country for over a decade. There you go. So he, he says, yeah, well, people have no, you know, not felt good about the country for a decade. Have you ever heard 74% of the American people thinking the country is going in the wrong direction and only 20% saying okay? Yeah, and the reason being is there is a corrupt man in the White House who has dementia and his family has been made rich by selling out our country. And guess what? Everybody gets it. And you know what else everybody gets? The cocaine came from Hunter. All right? I know Ted Cruz is, oh, no, it could have come from a staffer. You know, and you got people, well, it could have been the construction crew. Nobody in their right mind would bring cocaine into that White House because they know they'd be busted and they know they'd be thrown in jail. The only person that would bring the coke in would already have it on and not be subject to some sort of a search. So I'm going to go ahead and stick to my theory that most people believe because well, it's the first time cocaine was ever found in history in the White House. And the biggest cocaine user, who the most famous cocaine user in the country right now, just happens to be the first son who has been seen driving 170 miles an hour, presumably under the uh, influence of coke in a Porsche outside Vegas, smoking crack in his Ford Raptor in D.C., snorting coke off the posterior of a Russian prostitute... And we're expected to think, well, it can't be Hunter Biden. <laughs> you know, it just—it really is kind of stupid. It's just, honestly, don't insult our intelligence. Don't insult our intelligence. So um, I guess Fox News dropped a bombshell uh, Friday evening revealing the entire Biden crime family was in town at the cocaine discovery. The White House has assisted that Joe, Jill, Hunter, and the whole family are away when they found the cocaine, and they didn't get back till Tuesday, but nah, they were at the White House until about 6.30 p.m. on Friday. They have been uh, singling out uh, others as scapegoats, construction workers at the White House. You know, those, uh, those uh, construction workers all high on coke and everything in the White House. Sure, you betcha, you betcha. In an attempt to deflect the blame, all of these attempts have fallen uh, for a good reason. Because nobody believes it. Because everybody knows that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are scumbags, and Hunter Biden is a coke addict. Right? I mean, can we? It's like they, I don't know where the virus came from. I don't know a lab in Wuhan, China, where they were developing the virus, and by the way, it came from Wuhan. I mean, honestly, it's just stupid. Dan Bongino said last week that uh, because of the extensive security checkpoints required to enter the White House, the only possibility is that a family member brought cocaine to the White House. And you know why I believe. The opposite of what the press is saying? Because they're wrong about everything and they lie about everything. Russia collusion. For seven years, Russia collusion never happened. 
So as soon as I hear mainstream media, big tech, deep state say, no, it couldn't have been uh, Hunter Biden, what do you immediately think? Of course you'd think it's Hunter Biden. Dan Bongino said there's zero chance anyone other than a family member brought the cocaine inside the White House complex. No chance they would make it past the MAG security checkpoints. The family bypasses those. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre. And literally, listen to this reporter. She's apologetic for even bringing up the cocaine question. Listen to this on Friday. Um, really tragic. Wondering what the White House has to say about that. And then secondly, um, sorry to bring up cocaine again. But Sorry to bring up cocaine again. Are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're sorry to bring up cocaine again. First time cocaine's been found in the White House ever, although they came up with a story like on Friday. I, I think somebody forwarded it to me. Oh, yeah, cocaine's been in the White House forever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, the next thing they're going to do, they're going to be like, Hunter Biden has been found uh, beating to death baby harp seals in the White House in the Oval Office on the weekends. And you know what the press would say? Well, it's not the first time they've beaten to death baby harp seals in the White House. I mean, this has been going on forever. Anyway, here is Corinne Jean-Bierre. Oh, sorry about returning to the cocaine question, which, by the way, the story should result in the plea deal that Hunter Biden has waiting for him on tax evasion charges and lying on a federal gun form to purchase a weapon, knowing that he was using crack. All right? So there's no need to be sorry. It's a damn big story that should put him in jail. Um, there was a question yesterday during the press gaggle with um, Andrew Bates that was, I guess, he said that it had, he, did, he was avoiding it because of the Hatch Act. I'm just asking again, can we just say once and for all whether or not the cocaine belonged to the Biden family? So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because most obvious answer would be, oh, hell yeah, because uh, Hunter's a big coke addict, you know. And he was acting really bizarrely on the, uh, on the patio, on the, uh, on the uh, upper porch of the uh, White House during the fireworks, which he thought were really pretty. A couple of things there. Um, he mentioned the Hatch Act because the question was posed. Did you say Hatch or Hash? I think it might be the Hash Act. To him in the Donald in yes. using Donald Trump, and so he was trying to be very mindful. Uh, uh, okay, I, I hear you, but you're asking me a question, so I'm answering it for you. You never do. I've got a startling uh, a survey about what percentage of the time Corinne Jean Pierre actually answers the question. Is it fifty percent? No, it's lower. Is it twenty percent? Oh no, it's much lower. I'll share that coming up. Um, and so that's why he said the Hatch Act. So I would, I would, you know have you read the transcript and read the transcript fully so you can see exactly what he was trying to say so that's number one so we're not avoiding the question oh yeah you're true we've yeah, answered are. this question no you didn't litigated this question for the last two days exhaustively no uh, not, not really not not at all um you know there has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family and like what? The fact that you're ignoring the child, the grandchild? Like what? The fact that the Bidens have gotten 30 to $50 million from our enemies. They had dozens of LLCs, and they, and they took money to sell influence. And, and despite what? Oh, I don't know, a laptop full of evidence showing that uh, Hunter Biden was a severe cocaine addict, among other things. And, uh, and so I got to call that out here. And I have been very clear. You are in a position. You are not in a position to declare the moral high ground, Karim Jean-Pierre. Not even close. 
I was clear uh, two days ago when talking about now you're never clear about this over and over again as I was being asked a question as you know in media now she's just filibustering outlets reported this the Biden family was not here they were not here no I just proved they were there till about 635 on Friday they were at Camp David they were not here Friday they were not here Saturday they were not here Sunday they were not even here Monday. Yeah, your eyes are so brown right now. It's because you're full of crap. Here's Katrina Zish on uh, on Newsmax on Friday uh, talking about how often Corinne Jean-Pierre actually answers questions and doesn't obfuscate, filibuster, pass the buck. Have the blinking that Jonathan Gilliam pointed out in this one. But Media Research Center analyzed Jean-Pierre's responses to questions asked at White House press briefings. And what percentage does she actually answer? From January 1st through June 30th of this year, which covers Biden's classified documents controversy and the yeah, corruption sure. allegations being investigated by GOP lawmakers. Yes, now, analysts found that White House report or that while reporters asked Jean-Pierre 252 questions 252. about either of these topics, only yeah. Six of Six those percent. questions received a definitive, definitive answer. Yeah. What is that percentage? Uh, it, it, joining wow. us now. We, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's actually 2%. 2% of the time. <laughs> 2% of the time she answers the question. Which I believe is a better percentage than when Merrick Garland testifies before Congress. Honestly, when, when, when people testify before Congress right now, the FBI, the DOJ, when they're being asked questions about all the government censorship and the malfeasance and the corruption and all that, it's less than 2% when it's actually in a congressional hearing. So there you go. <laughs> just, it's, it's just, it's laughable. And I want you to know that as I, every day on this show, come in to tell you the truth and to take down, help you and all of us start a new American revolution to turn back from nonsense to common sense. Every single day, I'm not only going to bring you the facts to arm you to, uh, to talk about this nonsense, but I'm also going to do my level best to embarrass, humiliate, and make fun of all of them in, in a very, very uh, Carson-esque fashion. So, uh, you know, we can have a little bit of fun here while we're exposed the malfeasance, realizing that it's all for the good of turning the dang country around from this nonsense. So here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. I've got uh, Tucker talk to uh, Russell Brand over the weekend. Really good. Uh, another group wants reparations, by the way. There's another group wants reparations and lots and lots of Biden corruption coming up. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. And Biden is trying to persuade voters that the economy is better than they think it is. Yeah, he's trying to convince people that the economy is better than it is. And what else? The American public is not feeling it. Just 34% of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy in a recent AP poll that was released at the end of June. And only 20% of voters believe the nation is on the right track. So there you go. So uh, 74% of us believe the country is on the, right, uh, the wrong track. Why is that? Well, it's because we read about it every day. We read about how the uh, the country is going to hell in a handbasket every way, shape, and form. The economy's terrible. Uh, you've got uh, inflation is terrible. You've got uh, uh, the uh, you know essentially another subprime mortgage uh, event happening on the horizon. People losing the equity in their homes, getting stuck in high uh, uh, interest rate loans because of government policy, among other things. I'll get to that. 
Uh, and then, uh, you know, I, I can go on and on. You've got a corrupt uh, president. You've got a president whose brain isn't working. It's very clear. Nobody's fooled by this nonsense. Everybody knows the president's brain is gone. Every, every day, I know when I wake up uh, that the, the Democrats in Washington, D.C. are in a perpetual state of freak out. <clears throat> and you're thinking, no, no, they're completely down with Biden. They are. They're, oh, they are completely rock solid. These the candidate. No, they're not. I think they're trying everything they can to figure out how to offload this guy. 100%. Uh, because, you know what? I, I look at him. Did you not hear the, the statistics just there? It should prove to you that if 74% of the American people feel the country's going the wrong way, Ray, 20% feel it's going the right direction, <clears throat> 66% say that uh, if Joe Biden were reelected, it would be disastrous for the company. You don't think that Democrats wake up every day, uh, you know, in a pool of their own sweat? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is just uh, ridiculous, ridiculous. And and listen to this: like uh, the Bidens are being gone after for other, like columnist Maureen Dowd in the New York Times went off on uh, Joe Biden's refusal to publicly acknowledge one of the, their seventh grandchild. And this is this is a big deal because it is a you not only see in a reflection of uh, a family's character <clears throat> in its children, but also in their treatment of their grandchildren. Okay, this is Marine now. President's cold shoulder and heart has uh, countered every message he has sent for decades. Really? What message has he sent for decades? Because he hasn't done anything for anyone in 50 years in D.C. Because all of the things that were problems then are still problems, but many of them have gotten much, much, much worse. Like race relations, like poverty, like, uh, you know, the southern border, like, uh, you know, Social Security still bankrupt, Medicare still screwed up. I can go on and on. What has he done for that? What is the message he sent for decades? Honestly. And she says, and it's out of sync with America, the America he wants to continue to lead. While I find it unconscionable that it, you refuse to admit or accept the fact that there is a beautiful little four-year-old girl living in Arkansas by the name Navy Joan, who is your seventh grandchild. You know, this is the kind of person that Joe Biden, and, and I would also say Jill Biden, uh, they, they're the kind of people they are. <clears throat> because I'll tell you, you know, even if you, you know, if my son were to get somebody pregnant, I would recognize that child as my grandchild. I would. Uh, it's just a responsible thing to do, and particularly when it comes to this little girl who will wonder forever where her daddy is, and more importantly, why her daddy rejects her. It's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Oh, uh, by the way, Jim's Comer has sent a letter to the Secret Service to uh, the director, Kimberly Cheadle, on Friday requesting a briefing on the details surrounding the discovery of the cocaine. So the presence of illegal drugs in the White House, unacceptable and a shameful moment in the White House history. And I want you to think about this. The White House of the United States. We have a president whose family has been taking money from our enemies for decades. We have congressional records showing it. We have a, an FBI that had uh, uh, charges and uh, a major investigation into Hunter Biden for tax evasion going for five years. After five years, they're giving him a slap on the wrist despite owing millions of dollars in tax. And then also they're going to do a diversion treatment so he can get out of a gun charge. High on crack, fills out a gun for him, buys a gun. How many people, particularly People of color, men of color, are in jail for that. 
I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form to be uh, uh, pejorative, but it's true. And Joe Biden was done with that crime bill in 1994. People are awakening to this, and they think it's disgusting, and this first family is disgusting. Now, coming up, uh, uh, Janet Yellen, she's the little, uh, she looks like a little button mushroom. Have you noticed that? She looks like one of those little white button mushrooms. She bowed three times to China's vice premier. Also, uh, Trump leads Biden in swing states, and uh, the Democrats and Republicans are doing everything in their power to uh, not have a third-party running for president, particularly the Democrats. A report from Politico coming up, what they're doing about that. Uh, 800-922-6680, Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. In the dead of night, you're lying in bed. Suddenly, you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T-Tip-Up pistol from EAA Corp. and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. America is freedom's last hope, and we're going to fight for it. It's the Rob Carson Show. So I guess uh, Native Americans now want to uh, get reparations. I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, listen, obviously, uh, a, a good deal of injustice was done to the Native American population of the country and all that. Um, but, yeah, Native American groups are joining the call for reparations and are targeting colleges who took land from tribes and, was, and, that, and, and only exist because of everything that was taken. I got I got no problem with Native American tribes taking back Harvard and <clears throat> Yale and, and a whole bunch of universities. Maybe University of Pennsylvania. That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it, if the Native Americans took over? So, yeah, they're, they're joining the call for reparations. 10.7 million acre land was taken from 250 tribes following the signing of the Morrell Act by President Abraham Lincoln in 1862. So I don't know exactly what they're trying to uh, get, but uh, institutions like the University of Minnesota received 94,000 acres of land. Cornell University bulldozed that sucker. Give it back to the Native Americans. Uh, received more than 987,000 acres being targeted. Uh, Cornell, in total, received land in 15 states. So turn it over, people. Turn it over, people. And then listen, listen to this. You have uh, these schools that have tens of millions of dollars at their disposal, but they are not looking at any ways they can improve living situations for in- indigenous peoples today, says Ann Garagiola, descendant of the Bois Fort tribe of the Chippewa, to the Washington Post. So this is kind of interesting, because my dad, uh, who adopted me, he was, uh, I was adopted, and he adopted me when I was 11. He was my stepfather. He was one quarter Cher- Cherokee. Uh, wouldn't that be cool if my family got like Cornell University? Wouldn't that be something else? That would be pretty cool because like I'm a, I'm actually you know I mean I don't test positive for the DNA but I'm in the family. 
right? I was talking to my wife this weekend. I was like, you know, of all the people in this country who should get reparations, probably women, don't you suppose? Wouldn't Democrats think that women would need reparations? Because uh, uh, slaves got the vote way back in the, in the 19th century after uh, the Civil War, but women didn't get it until the 1920s. <clears throat> and then you got all these Democrats saying that women get paid one-third less than men, when the truth is, actually, they just migrate toward lower-paying uh, positions like nurses and teachers. Well, teachers need to make more. I, I know, whatever. But that's the way it is. So I'm thinking of all the people who might need reparations, and now, I mean, you got transgendered athletes competing with women and beating them and all that. Uh, I think women should get reparations. Maybe women c- should get their own uh, reservations, you know, where you just go there and you, I don't know, Play Mexican trained dominoes or Jenga and drink Chardonnay, and, uh, and you know occasionally they bring some great acts there that are kind of you know the Wayne Newton or something could come there and perform. Women maybe should get their own casinos. I don't know. It's reparations, I think. <laughs> oh, oh, and then there's this: a transgender woman, meaning uh, somebody who used to be a dude, was cra- uh, crowned Miss Netherlands for the first time in the beauty pageant's history and will now compete for the Miss Universe crown. Isn't that something else? So now women are being erased, even in beauty pageants. There he is. This is Jim Gossett. He's Miss Netherlands. Netherlands. There he is. What's her talent? He's a god. Well, I'm going to pee standing up. The dreams of a million girls were more than broken. Masculinity went unspoken. And Ricky turned out to be a sign of our woke society. Because there he is. There he is, right over there. He's Miss Netherlands. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. To accept the win. That took stones, stones too. with so many beauties, it doesn't seem fair, perhaps the others should grow a pair, cause trans he is, with all his fans he is, and extra glams he is, he's Miss Oh, that's uh, Ricky Valerie Cole, 22, won the uh, competition in uh, in the Netherlands, which is also known as Denmark. I guess, right? So it's Holland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know it has something to do with the dike and uh, the water coming in and out and all that stuff, and the kid sticking the finger in there. Is that in the windmills and the wooden shoes? Do I got it right? <laughs> sorry, offending all the. I apologize. But anyway, that's the most important thing is that there is a transgender uh, Miss, Miss Universe pageant. So there you go. And women are being erased for everything. This is just... And honestly, listen, I don't like beauty pageants. All right, I, I don't do, do beauty pageants. I think they're absurd spectacles or ridiculous, you know. But if it legitimately is a contest where you are involved, the talent and, and all of this. But let, can we just let women have their own thing? Do you, do you see trans men? Well, men don't have beauty pageants. They got Mr. Universe and the bodybuilding stuff. Can we just let women do their thing? Have a Miss Trans pageant. You don't need to be pushing women out of the pageant system. It's, it's just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Did you see uh, Donald Trump at the uh, UFC bout 
in uh, in Vegas. Uh, here he is being introduced to the crowd with Kid Rock blaring in the background, and it was like introducing a rock band, a rock star. It was huge. But seriously, no, Joe Biden is way out in front, and there's no way that Donald Trump could ever beat Joe Biden. And, you know, it's funny because uh, Guy Fieri was there, and he shook hands with Donald Trump, and uh, Joe Rogan was there, and he shook hands with Donald Trump, and a bunch of people were uh, not afraid to be seen with Donald Trump. And the left tried, like they always do, to go after them like Guy Fieri. And I think we've reached a point that we that people like Guy Fieri know that those morons hold no sway anymore. They have no power anymore. Guy Fieri can shake Donald Trump's hand without a bunch of leftists who don't even know Guy Fieri trying to destroy his career because everybody gets the uh, the mainstream media is in support of Biden. Everybody gets that. Uh, oh well, for instance, for instance, Bud Light. Bud Light decides to do a transgendered, uh, you know, whatever. Dylan Mulvaney on Bud Light. They lost thirty million dollars. Target decided they'd put tuck friendly swimsuits so little boys could hide their masculinity and pretend to be girls. Okay, they lost sixteen billion dollars. Guy Fieri is like, you know what? I don't even give a damn. I'm going to shake Donald Trump's hand because those people don't hold sway over anything. This weekend, a movie with Jim Caviezel about child sex trafficking. Uh, a man whose story is featured was featured in 60 Minutes in 2014 as a hero. And yet the mainstream media is saying this is some sort of a QAnon conspiracy movie. Uh, and, and somehow it beat Indiana Jones at the box office. I think maybe we're getting to a point where people like Joe Rogan, even Guy Vietti, aren't afraid anymore. Honestly. Because we have, we've experienced what I call dim crow for as long as I've been in broadcasting. You cannot uh, uh, share your conservative cred. You cannot be conservative without incurring some sort of wrath. A lot of the times, say, for instance, you're in talk radio or you're, you've got a conservative network, a lot of the times you're not going to get the major mainstream advertisers like Procter & Gamble and General Motors and all of that. That's because of politics. That's because of people screeching, yelling, calling these advertisers, pressing these advertisers. I would not doubt that the federal government has been involved with it. If you look at how badly the FBI has been involved uh, with silencing, silencing free speech. So would it surprise me that the government was putting the heavy on conservative broadcasters or at least advertisers to not advert? We have, we have more people who are conservative than they have who are truly left of center. There are more conservatives in this country by far. And there are more patriotic Americans in this country than there are people who hate the country. So maybe we're reaching a point where we're not afraid to admit, hey, man, if I got policy, Ice Cube, for crying out loud, is shredding Joe Biden and supporting Donald Trump, not wholeheartedly deport, you know, supporting Donald Trump, but certainly speaking out against the Democrat agenda. The seal is broken. People are getting it. People are getting it. Uh, yesterday, it was kind of funny, uh, uh, or over the weekend. I'm not sure if it was Saturday or yesterday. I think it was Saturday. Donald Trump was in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. I am from uh, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Grew up in Neola, Iowa. 
Council Bluffs, Iowa, was where I uh, would cruise up and down Broadway, had a lot of friends there, went to speech competition there. Council Bluffs, Iowa is East Palestine, Ohio. Council Bluffs, Iowa is Sioux City, uh, Iowa. Council Bluffs, Iowa is... Um, I'm not even sure. It's it's a um, lower middle class to poor area. Uh, very hard working people. They live in little houses. You can probably get a house in Council Bluff for 65k. And he was there yesterday speaking at a Dairy Queen. Uh, he went into a Dairy Queen, but here he is yesterday talking about um, about Joe Biden um, and uh, oh and and making fun of uh, no actually th- th- I'll do this one. This is uh, this is him talking about Joe Biden and his corruption. He would have never gone into Ukraine. You know that, right? He would never have gone or as Biden would say, he would have never gone into Iraq. Do you saw? OK, he's making fun of uh, Biden here because, you know, he has no brain. He would never have gone into Iraq. Then a little bit later in the day, he said again, he got killed. And then later on, he said, we have to stop. We have to stop Russia. From fighting with Iraq. No, let, let me tell you, the gloves are off with these guys. Yeah. Because these guys, there's, there's something wrong with them. We will bring down interest rates and appoint a special team to attack the high price of fertilizer and other farm products, which is happening again because of energy. Drill, baby, drill. That's what we're going to do. We're going to drill, baby, drill. Is in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, and here he is talking about uh, Joe Biden. The truth that the media will not uh, will not say, but everybody gets now. Everyone knows he's not. I wouldn't have said this three weeks ago. I wouldn't have said it. I was actually very kind to him. I was very kind to him. But now we can't be kind anymore because the gloves are off. Boom. The jar has been opened. Yep. Seal has been broken. He's taken millions of dollars from other countries like China. He's totally compromised. He's taken millions and millions of dollars from other countries. And in history, there's never been, never been a scandal like this. But the fake news doesn't want to report it. But people are learning about it. They get it. Never been in history anything like it. $10,200,000 from China, millions and millions of dollars from Ukraine. These are compromised people. The people that are leading us are corrupt and they're compromised. Yeah, and you know, people like in Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I go down, I see my nephew all the time. He works here. His name is Jason. He's a great guy. Just celebrated his 50th birthday. And he works his arse off. And he started with nothing. He has a high school education. He, uh, he puts in um, uh, irrigation systems in the summer, and in the winter he removes snow. And he's got a 20,000-square-foot warehouse now with equipment, and he did it all on his own. That's Council Bluffs, Iowa. And, uh, and uh, the people in Council Bluffs, Iowa, they know that Washington, D.C. doesn't give a crap about him anymore. <clears throat> And without making this into an ad for Donald Trump, the only candidate who relates to people like the people in Council Bluffs, Iowa, who live paycheck to paycheck, who go to the grocery store and realize how high groceries are, how high gas is, how uh, high fertilizer is for the farmers and the farmland near Council Bluffs, Iowa, surrounded by farms in Iowa and Nebraska. I know I'm from there. They realize it.
That's why Donald Trump got the uh, the reception he got in uh, in Vegas. That's why he got the reception that he got in uh, in Council Bluffs, Iowa, among other places. That's why Democrats like Phil Murphy, the governor of uh, of uh, of New Jersey, here's his reception this weekend at a show. Oh, I love the rebel. He's a buddy of mine. This is not about politics. He's a friend of mine. Do not do that, please. Out of respect for my friend. You know where there else was? There uh, there was Boeing last week. Do you remember? When Lindsey Graham tried to talk at the Trump rally. And even Donald Trump couldn't cut through that. Even Donald Trump couldn't tell the crowd. But he's with us on most things. People get it. The, the people know it. The people are surrounding the castle figuratively. They've got their torches and their pitchforks ready, and they know that Washington, D.C. is not our friend, and they want revolutionary change in a peaceful way. Uh, coming up, the, uh, the uh, absolute desperate effort by the Democrat Party to stop a third-party candidate. Then Tucker Carlson later talking to Russell Brand, a fascinating conversation about why he was fired in January the 6th. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, There is no other candidate entering a massive arena for a UFC fight with Kid Rock playing in the background. Yeah, that's the rabble, by the way. You hear those people? That's the rabble. Those are the people who are are called uh, mega fascists and enemies of democracy, and the uh, and and that group is growing. That group is growing, not necessarily mega, but just people who are done with DC. I mean, honestly, done with it. Uh, I even heard Victor Davis Hanson, and I, I've been making the comparison of Washington D.C. to. Uh, to a tale of two cities for years now. We are living a tale of two cities. We have the bourgeois, the proletariat. We are the proletariat. We fight for the, the crumbs. The bourgeois goes to Washington, D.C. and eats foie gras and filet mignon. And, uh, and the, uh, the peasants live in places like Council Bluffs, Iowa, where I grew up and where uh, Donald Trump spoke over the weekend. It's kind of interesting. And uh, I'm going to tell you, do you hear the people saying, if you don't, you better pay attention? And it's coming, people are coming from the Democrat Party, people are coming from the walkaway movement that was erased by uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the walkaway movement had a half a million people, most of them people of color, leaving the Democrat Party, and they made it go away. Those people are still there and still mad and still upset with what's happening in the country and what the Democrat Party is not doing for the people of our country. That's why... We are on the, uh, the beginning, the beginning of the reaction to the Maoist revolution that's been forced down our throats for the last three or four years. Democrats are on a mission to stop a third-party presidential bid. 
This according to uh, Burgess Everett of the Politico. Officials from ProgressiveMoveOn.org and uh, Centrist Third Way, sure they are, are planning to uh, brief Senate Democrats of staff about the risk it could pose to uh, Joe Biden. Democrats are mounting a coordinated mission to kill a third party uh, presidential bid. It's coming to Capitol Hill. I'm going to tell you right now, they're talking a lot about uh, this uh, liberal professor. Um the uh, Cornell West, and he's he's a he's a fart in the wind. All right, he's like two percent, and they think that's enough to beat Joe Biden. It's not enough. If RFK did, it's over for the Democrat Party. It's over if he launches a third party, and who the hell knows if that's going to happen or not. We'll see. It, he he would kill the Democrat Party. Now, I, uh, Eric Bowling talked to RFK uh, last week, and I've got some audio. I wasn't able to share last week, but it's it's uh, definitely uh, cogent here today, and I'll share it shortly. He was asked, "Would you run as vice president with Trump?" No. Are you no? Would you vote? Would you would you run with Joe Biden? No. What does that mean? Well. I said the most dangerous person to Republicans is RFK, more so with the Democrats. But, like I said, the, uh, the Democrats are uh, doing everything they can to kill it, which is also forcing a candidate down your throat like they did in 2016. The Democrat Party got rid of Bernie Sanders. <laughs> they did. They forced Hillary Clinton on you, uh, and they forced joe biden on you and they're planning on doing it a good again democrats 800-922-6680 going to take a break this is the rob carson show can you trust? A new study finds Americans don't trust big media. Millions are going to Newsmax as their trusted source. They go to Newsmax.com and watch Newsmax TV for the news they really need to know. They download the free Newsmax app. Almost 7 million cable viewers watch Newsmax, but not Fox News. And 20 million Americans like you have made the switch and watch Newsmax all the time. So make the switch to Newsmax for real news. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 